Hello and welcome to the Nourish Practice podcast, a podcast focused on all things intuitive eating, intuitive movement and helping you heal your relationship to food while moving away from diet culture in hopefully a nice relaxed way. There'll be a mixture of solo episodes and guest interviews. Any topics you would like included just send me a DM on Instagram at Nourish Practice and I hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome to 2024. Now I know some that phrase will take a little bit of getting used to, but I hope you had a wonderful Christmas festive period. However, you celebrate, whether you didn't celebrate and you just relaxed for a little bit while business and work settled down. And if you didn't have a so great period, you've got through it, you've made it to January, you've made it to the new year. So a note before I go on to the topic of this podcast that my 10 day intuitive eating challenge will be linked below if you want to try it. A few people have done so already. It is cyclical so you're more than welcome to do it as many times as you would like. And on to that what I wanted to talk about today. The year of no diets. Now we've all been there. It's a new year. The marketing has got to you. You're convinced you need and that's a capital need to lose weight, look a certain way. Maybe you just feel like you need to sort your life out and food or your body are an easy option. If I sort out my food, my life will be sorted. It's all about control and seeming like you need a fresh start. But I hate to be the bearer of bad news, and you probably know this already, it will end badly. Diets always do. They're made to work for a short amount of time, if at all, and then you feel like you're the one that's failed, but they failed you. It doesn't work for your body, it doesn't work for your life. You're in a super restrictive state. More on that later, but ultimately diets are made to fail. So if you take nothing else away from this podcast, know that fact. Diets are made to fail and not work. So I invite you to make this the year of no diets. Reject diet culture and everything to do with it. And if you want to improve your health and you say, oh, but I want to feel better, I want to feel energised. How can you do that without crash dieting? I'm here to help. No diets doesn't mean no health. Dieting doesn't equal health. We've got to change the equation. Firstly, you have to accept that diets don't serve you. And some of the side effects of dieting can include physically deficiencies where you're eliminating whole food groups. You might end up deficient, not feeling great. And you might have knock-on side effects of being deficient in certain aspects of your nutrition. Your body might change its metabolism. It's trying to conserve energy. It's running on low. Your metabolism might slow down. You might get muscle loss. You might have bone health being impacted if you continue diets long term. There's also a link between dieting and an increased risk for some eating disorders. Mentally, you might experience increased stress, anxiety, especially if you're worried about failing the diet or feeling like a failure. You might get increased obsessive thoughts about food. It might take up a lot of your mental energy and your thoughts. You might be constantly thinking about food, what you're eating, what your next meal is, the calories, etc. That will take a toll on your mental health. Your body image might start to change. You might start to think about unrealistic beauty standards. You might have a dip in your self-esteem to try and meet these and this can trickle down into social isolation as you change your body as you feel like a failure as you have that anxiety build up now for some of you that might feel quite familiar and for others it might be like that's quite a lot I've never had such dramatic effect just done a diet it's failed I felt a bit crap so on but it really can affect some people drastically you can change your life if you get into that dieting cycle quite harshly It's like your phone running on 25% all the time. Apps are slow, things are buffering, nothing is optimal. 
you need energy, you need that recharge. Dieting also increases your chance of yo-yo dieting. Um, I have a blog post on this, which I will link below if you would like to read it. But it basically means as soon as you fall off a diet, you're more likely to go, I'm going to do it again, do it harder, I'm going to comply this time. And you'll get a cycle of dieting, failing, dieting, failing, yo-yoing up and down, which isn't good for your health, your body or your mind. So what is the diet cycle and how to break out of it? So the diet cycle can be sort of summarised as you want to lose weight or change your body in some way. This leads you to a diet and the actual diet can vary, can be a particular type or just a general I'm going to eat healthier diet. But the main thing is you go super restrictive. You might cut out whole food groups, you might just majorly reduce how much you're taking in and you start to notice changes. You might get compliments, you might have lost a little bit of weight. The little voice in your head says you're finally doing it, you're in control, you feel great. But then one day you're exhausted, you're undown, maybe you get sick. So you pause the diet for a meal a day, you say, oh, just one cheat meal, just one night out. And this turns into a binge or a feeling of loss of control around food. You've been so in control for so long that that little bit just spirals. And so you end up falling off the wagon, as it were. You fail the diet. You're full of guilt, shame. It's all going so well, but it's your fault you had no self-control. So you say, you know what? I'm going to show that I do have self-control. I do have willpower. You jump back on it. And this cycle continues, continues, and continues. So how do you break it? First thing is to acknowledge that you want to get out. Say it out loud, write it down, tell people around you if you're unsure, if you do want to get out. Maybe make a list of reasons that diets aren't serving you, such as I'm skipping social plans with friends, I'm only thinking about food, it's distracting me from work, it's distracting me from other aspects of my life, etc, etc, etc. Have a mental list, have a physical list where you're going, this, this just isn't conducive to my life have that in front of you so that next time a shiny advert comes up and goes in 12 weeks you'll be in the best shape of your life you know that that's not working for you second thing commit to eating enough to fuel your body even if you don't want to reject diet culture or go into intuitive eating or you just don't have the space capacity to look into anything in that much detail just think the only thing i'm going to do is make sure i'm eating enough to fuel my body I'm going to eat enough to feel fueled, to feel satisfied. I'm going to start to notice when I'm under fueling, do I get stomach pain, brain fog, I can't concentrate, I get really strong cravings. These are all signs I'm not eating enough. I'm going to try and eat more. Even if that's just your intention. Great. Take that away. Work with that. See how it feels to feel fueled. And notice what foods make you feel this way. Next thing is to move away from labelling food good and bad. Food is food. See how this reframing changes the amount of mental energy you're spending on food choices. See if it helps reduce guilt and shame you may be feeling around food. Because you're just eating food, nothing good, nothing bad. Lastly, get rid of diet tools. I'm talking scales, calorie counting apps, etc. They're not serving you. They don't take in the hundreds of things that affect you and probably your scale your weight on a daily basis it doesn't know your hormones your stress your water levels the time of day bowel movements so many other things that all affect that number it just has a number and that could affect your mental health quite largely a note here on mindful eating so mindful eating is sometimes used as a tool within the intuitive eating and many frameworks but it can also be considered something in itself that can be used when moving away from diets 
mindful eating focuses on being present when eating and some little tips for you here if that's something that you want to explore. Try and slow down a little bit when eating. Put your utensils down maybe at short intervals. Just notice how full you are feeling. This is not a rule of two X amount of times per bite or something like that where it's super strict um, diet culture. It's just maybe you have to take a little slow down, consciously try and eat at a little bit of a reduced pace. I know me personally, it comes from years of high school having really rushed lunch times. I noticed that I was eating quite quickly because I was in the habit of having a short time for it. Now that I have more time, I try and consciously space it out a little bit more. Next thing, engage all your senses. If you've heard the episode on satisfaction, this is a good way to feel satisfied with your food is to engage all of them. How does your food smell, taste, what's the texture? Is it hot, is it cold? What does it smell like? Does the flavor change as you eat it? Is there a different flavor profile as you eat different parts of it? Next thing, if you always eat when distracted, try and maybe turn off some of those distractions. Equally, on the opposite end, if you're hyper-focused and you're really, really obsessive about what you eat, Try and bring in some positive distractions. Talk to a friend, chat on the phone to someone, watch a video. Just finding that balance of what works for you. Start to try and recognise emotional triggers around food. So when you experience intense cravings, maybe check, am I tired, am I stressed? Is there something else, a need that needs to be met? Or am I hungry? I have a whole load of posts um so each month on my instagram i'm sort of doing a intuitive eating principle in detail and december was emotions and emotional eating so there's some prompts and things on there if you want to check them out but it's a whole thing in itself to explore emotional eating but just maybe start to notice some of those emotional triggers and check it so tuning into hunger and fullness so these might feel slightly different to everyone start to invite pauses into your day to assess how hungry are you? How full are you? And actually, when it's not something we're used to, I know some people have things like put an alarm on their watch or their phone to just check in every couple of hours until it becomes a habit. Maybe you use a hunger and fullness scale. I can put one in the link below. Or you just note down how does it feel? How's your stomach? Any noises? Any sensations of fullness in there? How is your concentration? Do you have brain fog? Start to tune in to all those sensations. You will overeat, but this is a way to learn where that boundary is. As you pass it, you start to know where that is on any given day, and it may change day by day. This is a skill that comes with practice. We have to invite that practice and non-judgment to reach the point where we understand it a bit more. Moving on to a little bit on body positivity slash neutrality slash acceptance. So a lot of diets and diet culture is focused primarily on what we call the thin ideal. The idea that our bodies need to meet a universal standard in order to be of value. Therefore, as we move away from dieting, we need to move away from this body shaming idea that we need to look a certain way. And this can be hard. Again, it varies day by day, hormones, stress, so many other things. If we're bloated, we're going to start to enter that mind space of maybe critiquing our body or looking at it a certain way. And we don't have to go from loving our body, go for loving our body, sorry, flaunting it, being super confident. If you're in a space where you struggle a lot with body image, body neutrality and acceptance is a popular approach where you focus on a non-judgmental attitude about your body, regardless of shape, size or appearance. It's what your bodies can do and more importantly, what they enable you to do rather than what they look like. 
So how can you start to cultivate body acceptance slash neutrality? So first thing, treat yourself with kindness, talk to yourself as you would a friend, a family member, as you start to notice judgmental thoughts arising within you. Start to question beauty standards as you see them. Why do you think certain things are useful or certain people are, and why not? Start to notice what images you're seeing. Are you seeing a diverse range of bodies? How does that affect how you think about things? Start to focus on what your body can do. Whether you think about it, list it out loud, write a list, maybe ask friends, family members what they think and get them to help and collaborate on some amazing things that you've been able to do that maybe you've forgotten. Surround yourself with positive influences, maybe this is again that support network, that group, social media and also what you're reading, what you are consuming. Try and wear clothes that make you feel comfortable and confident. Maybe you set some non-appearance goals for your body, such as strength, I want to lift a certain amount. Mobility, I want to be stretched until I can reach my toes, certain thing. Maybe you want to run a certain distance, complete a certain race, etc, etc. It's non-appearance based, it is all a bit more functional. Participate in activities that you enjoy. This will help you move the focus away from what you look like to what you're doing and actually when we enjoy movement we tend to be a lot more in the moment and we don't think about our body as much. And try and reduce how much you compare yourself to others whether it's to do with body image or other aspects of their life start to notice when you do it and stop yourself in your tracks if you can. You don't know enough about someone's life, someone's situation to have that comparison track. Now this is where intuitive movement comes in. If you know what intuitive eating is, you may know intuitive movement. Again, I have a few episodes on this. I think they go very much hand in hand. I know that movement is within itself a principle of the intuitive eating framework, but I also kind of like to have it separate and side by side as well. It is basically an approach to movement that encourages you to connect with your body and engage in movement that feels joyful and meets your needs, whatever they may be. Some ways to cultivate this include exploring a range of activities. Now is a great time to listen that you've maybe always wanted to try. Book a taster session. January has lots of deals. If some of them are maybe a little pricier, that you can just do one and see how it feels before you commit. Set intentions, not goals. So I'm going to move to reduce stress. I'm going to move to feel good. I'm going to move to feel confident. I'm going to move my body a couple of times a week. It's not a concrete goal because that might feel overwhelming and a bit too strict and punishment style maybe it's just i want to move to feel better and whatever that looks like will change on a week by week basis reframe your language around exercise instead of having to work out it's moving your body having a fun time with friends try and get outside now i know in the uk week by week storms we i keep hearing less snow i feel like there's always rumors of snow so sometimes it doesn't feel great but green therapy is a real thing and the fresh-ish air, I say ish because I live in London so the air's never 100% fresh, um, is always good. Remember COVID when everyone out went out for their little mental health walks, it really does have benefits to get outside and be within nature. So if you've got a little bit around you, do try and get outside, even for a small walk if you can. Next thing is to celebrate small wins and milestones, even if they're insignificant. Every little thing builds up. If you want to say, I'm going to run a 10k, there's no point waiting till you run a 10k to celebrate. You ran for two minutes without stopping, which you could never do before. 
that is a milestone and they will help build as you celebrate all those small wins. Regularly check in with what feels good and what doesn't. Just because you did enjoy a dance class doesn't mean you have to go every single week if you're just not feeling it. Maybe you take a break and come back at a later point. Week by week, month by month, it may change and that's okay. Unless you're going for a super strict strength goal where maybe you need consistency with strength training and you've got to push through that and work through that. If you have no particular goal, you can change the way you move every week, every day. And just focus on what feels good. Try and lean in on your community, those around you, or again, on social media. Support helps on making any change. Much like how smokers in the new year, when they often try and quit, will tell everyone around them because they'll check in and they'll hold them accountable. The same can apply here. If you want to say to friends, I'm going to start moving in a certain way or I'm not going to, I'm not going to diet this year. That same friend, when you go, oh, I'm thinking of trying this diet, will be like, hey, I thought you weren't trying them this year. They'll just help keep you accountable. And also it may stay, stop them from introducing diet concepts around you if that's something they often do. Diet culture tends to work in a bit of a, a group. You get a group of friends who well, I'm going to try this diet or body shaming. These things tend to snowball. As one person says it, it builds. It is a culture. Equally, if you don't feel like explaining your reasoning to others because maybe it's really personal, your relationship with food, you don't have to. Maybe you just take accountability for yourself, have a few trusted people, or you lean into the online world. There are many people that have anonymous accounts that focus on their intuitive eating journey, or they join Facebook groups where they don't know anyone and they feel a bit more freedom in that sort of sharing. The choice is yours. Find what works for you. So, to finish off, some of the benefits of a lifestyle which does not include dieting. So when you live a no diet lifestyle, as it were, it improves your mental health. You have reduced stress and anxiety around food and there's no guilt as a byproduct. So generally mental health does improve. Obviously if you have comorbidities, so you experience other mental health concerns and conditions, then these may not be 100% changed, but it will have an impact. Your body image may improve, you normally have a reduced risk of nutrient deficiencies because you are eating more things in your diet, you are less likely to become deficient. You experience freedom from food obsession and yo-yo dieting as a phenomenon in itself. You normally have increased energy levels because you're not in a starved state. You haven't reduced your consumption. You normally have improved emotional well-being because you've got less feelings of failure, guilt and shame from being in that dieting cycle. You normally have increased satisfaction with your eating and your movement, an improved relationship to exercise, and so you're more likely actually to stick to exercise, which I always find quite interesting. And most importantly, one of the things I personally think is super important when it comes to intuitive eating, movement, and just moving away from dieting, is that you have empowerment and control over your health choices you have autonomy i am not saying you need to eat this you need to do this you need to look like this it is you saying this is what feels good to me this is what makes me feel satisfied this is how i like to move this is how i feel in my body it's all about you not about an external person telling you what to do it's putting you in control and ultimately if dieting hasn't worked thus far you've been dieting in January for the last five years and it's always crashed and burned and you always feel like a failure and then you go back to the way it always has been, then why would you start a new one? It's doing the same thing and expecting a different outcome. 
ultimately you don't change as a person 100% in January. You might have good intentions, you might start small habits, but something that has failed year on year on year and is designed to fail because most diets are very short term isn't going to suddenly work because it is January 1st. Maybe it's time you try something new. It can't be worse than eating calories a child needs to function on a daily basis, experiencing hunger, burnout and all the side effects. There can only be, hopefully, a positive experience to the no diet and trying a new approach. If you need some one-to-one support, reach out via Instagram or book a discovery call by the link that I put below. Or just reach out. Lean into that online community. And there are plenty of resources out there. Any questions, let me know.